Prologue Monday, December 20th, 3.45 p.m. Sherry set down her calculus book and rose from the couch, heading for the foyer to see who had rung the doorbell. She looked through the small window, her hand resting on the knob. A tall black man stood on the porch, wearing a suit and tie and holding a big sample case. Oh no, not a salesman, she thought. He had a nice face, so she would give him a couple seconds, then politely tell him she didn't want what he had for sale. She had to get back to studying for tomorrow's test. She pulled the door open, a smile on her face. Yes? He smiled back at her. I am here to prepare you for the afterlife, he said. He raised his hand and sprayed something in her face. Startled, she leaned back, inhaled the mist, and lost control of her body. A ripping sound followed, but the fabric held and the man eased her to the tile floor. He turned and shut the door with his elbow. While he looked through the small window, he pulled a pair of clear examination gloves out of his jacket pocket and put them on. Exhaling explosively, he twisted the lock on the knob, turned, and knelt next to her, pressing his fingers against her neck. He looked into her eyes. "'Good,' he said. "'Very good.' He picked her up gently and carried her back to the living room, setting her on the sofa on her side, her back against the cushions. He carefully turned her head so she could see everything he did. Stunned by the speed of events, Sherry watched the man with fascination. As her situation became clear, fascination gave way to fear, fear to terror. Lying helpless, she could only watch this stranger do to her whatever he liked. Retrieving his case, the man set it on the carpet in front of the coffee table, unclasped the top, and began unpacking. First was a large, clear bundle that made a heavy, crinkling sound as he sat on the floor behind him. Next came an ornate chalice covered with hieroglyphs, followed by a small plate upon which he placed an incense cone. Pulling a matchbook from the case, he struck a match against the side and lit the little pyramid, holding the flame against it until a spiral of smoke rose steadily. The air burned a phosphorus, then the strong perfume of incense. After returning the matchbook to his case, he tossed the burned match in, too. Then he reached inside and pulled out a shining item. Now he stared at her, a smile curving his lips, and held up his hand so she could see what lay on his palm. The knife had a long, curved blade and hilt covered with strange symbols. Her crystal blue eyes nearly bulging from their sockets, Sherry silently screamed for her mommy and daddy to come home. She felt tears rolling across her cheeks, her senses so exquisite she could hear the drops land on the soft fabric of the couch. Her terrified mind gibbered and moaned, knowing she would not take tomorrow's math test after all, feeling more lost and alone than she ever had. The intruder dropped the knife and looked up. Delving into his case once more, he took out a length of white rope with a noose on one end and stood. Reaching up, he unhooked one of the potted plants hanging from the exposed beam, set it on the coffee table, then looped the rope through the empty hook, allowing the pre-tied opening to hang about two meters from the carpet. He pulled, lifting himself off the ground. When he alighted, he gave a nod. After securing the rope, he wrestled Sherry off the couch, holding her upside down. She felt her ankles snared by the rope, followed by sharp, cutting pain when the man released her and her ankles took her full weight. She swayed forward and back until he steadied her. He used the blade to cut away her top and bra. He set the chalice, incense, and knife on the carpet beneath her hanging arms. He picked up the crinkling package and began unfolding it. Clear plastic overalls took shape. The man stepped into them and zipped them up to his neck. Crackling like a wood bonfire, he knelt in front of her. Pulling a clear plastic shaker from the case, he popped off the top. As he tipped it over the chalice, his hand shook, 
spilling some of the contents on the carpet. Once he had emptied it, he capped it and tossed it back into the bag. Now we begin the mystical ceremony whereby I take your soul and make it my slave. He leaned down so he could look into her eyes. Tears streamed off her forehead mixed with mucus from her nose. The path to true salvation is a painful road spread out over a person's lifetime. But for a few chosen few, this journey is compressed into moments. That is the road you must travel now, Sherry. Do you think you can feel the pain? Believe me when I tell you that you've never experienced pain like what I'm going to cause you now. Through the sharp cries echoing in her head, Sherry understood the purpose of the plastic suit. It was to protect him from her blood. Her cries turned to shrieks, pleading with God to send her parents home, knowing he wouldn't, knowing what her parents would see when they finally came through the front door. Let's begin.